Hello and welcome to another episode of Dynasty in Depth. This is Ryan. I'm with my co-host Colt. Colt, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. We decided to switch things up and I liked it. I liked yeah. it so far. <laughs> Through one sentence, he likes it. We decided to just try a couple different things. Uh, you know, on our podcast, we mainly talk about and only usually Dynasty Football some beer talk here and there. Uh, but I got to tell you what, Ryan, I think we're both a little disturbed about what's going on in the world right now. The Dynasty In-Depth crew does not agree with the injustices that have occurred against George Lloyd. How about you? Yeah, I mean, against a whole host of folks lately. And, you know, I don't think May 2020 was probably the best month in American history. Um, and saddened by it, you know, and, and I wish it wasn't an occurrence that, that we see far too often. And, and I hope, I hope for change, um, this time. And I know you're going to put a plug in for going out and voting, voting for the change. Um, and yeah, just, uh, I hope we can all keep this, keep this movement going in a positive direction. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I love the pro- seeing the protests, seeing the people going out and trying to make change. Uh, I like you just said, I think one way we can all make a change is going out, letting our voices heard and voting, voting for new people, voting for a change in the government that, man, it's been going on for so long and it's, yeah. it's, it's not right. It's not right. And I, I don't, I don't know if there's much more I can say to our our listeners out there, uh, we always want to. We always try to keep things light, but it's not a light time in the country right now. It's uh, it's not easy. It's not easy seeing what happened. It's not easy seeing police officers shoot at protesters with rubber bullets and seeing tear gas being sprayed like against citizens. That's not an easy thing, and. We stand with the people that are trying to create change in this world, in this country, and world. I mean, it's a worldwide thing right now. I mean, you saw protests all over the world. The world's backing us. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. But we will we'll, we'll move it on to some wide receivers. I know um, this. we were excited about the wide receiver class before yeah. the draft. Um, and this is episode 16. We'll be talking about our top five post-draft wide receivers. So huge draft for the wide receivers, right? I, to my count, 17 of them went on day one or day two. If, if you count Antonio Gibson and Lynn Bowden, not sure where we're counting them yet, but <laughs> 17 with them. Um, that's compared to 13 in 2019 and 10 in 2018. So huge huge draft for the wide receivers um what what were your overall just kind of initial thoughts yeah yeah we so it was kind of weird i think we love this draft coming in we were like oh the draft's so deep and then we're like we start digging into the prospects we're like oh we don't know there's lavishka chenault has injury issues and this or that and and then the draft came, and it was as we were hoping, just like we were so excited for the running backs, the wide receivers. Man, yeah. Well, we, awesome. we lost Ty- we lost Tylen Wallace. Yeah. Um, then we lost, you know, from a running back perspective, we lost Etn. We lost uh, Tua had the horrible injury. Um, we lost Najee Harris to go back to Chubba the Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. Yeah. All of a sudden, this class lost a lot of its shine. And we became to, I became a little worried, especially yeah. as someone who's, you know, we were was, buying, was, was trying to buy. Yeah. But, uh, the, the wide receiver class, um, you know, really, really came through just off the top of your head. What was your biggest surprise, at least from day one and two, as far as the wide receivers go? Rager. I, I loved Rager as a prospect, but everything I was reading was he wasn't, he was going to go late second, maybe in the third. So I think for wide receiver, I was a little bit surprised, especially after his junior year, which, you know, we, as what we saw and what we analyzed was a lot different than what the NFL thought. So I'd say Rager on that end and Ayuk on the other end, that Ayuk 
was a first rounder was a bit of a surprise to me for one yeah. year production. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, just, I guess I should have expected the Raiders to, to make the off the, off the wall pick, but <laughs> I, I, Henry Ruggs is the first wide receiver off the board. It's just so confusing to me. I mean, CD lamb, Jerry, Judy, Jalen Rager, Justin Jefferson. I don't know if it's just, I don't know. I, I look, I like to think it's not such a copycat league that they just watch Tyree Kill and they just say, like, I need my Tyree Kill, but I don't know. I was pretty pretty disappointed in that pick for them. And then for me, it was um, in the second round, I was really surprised to see Hamler go at pick 14, then Chase Claypool at 17, then Van Jefferson at 25, all before Mims and Brian Edwards. Um, that was surprising to me. I, I didn't love – Claypool and Van Jefferson as, as prospects, not nearly as much as Edwards. And uh, I know Edwards missed the combine, et cetera, but I mean, they have enough tape on him. And I know with COVID and everything, there wasn't as many in-person meetings and testing and stuff like that, but th that, that didn't seem like that hard of a decision to get that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but we heard, we thought Edwards, we were talking before, like we hope he gets day two capital. Yeah, we weren't sure. We wouldn't have. Been, I would wouldn't have been surprised if it would have been. He would have been a day three pick. So there's a, the popular thing I think, especially analytics based folks on Twitter, um, is that Brian Edwards is going to be the wide receiver, the long term wide receiver one in Las Vegas over Henry Ruggs. Do you, do you put any stock in that? Do you think that's you know? possible and when i say possible like 50 to 50 on them or what are your thoughts on that because that's, that's pretty popular going around right now yeah it depends on uh yeah i've i've seen the same thing it depends on what you think wide receiver one is i think for fantasy i prefer edwards uh and i'm sure a lot of people have heard the same thing but for real football maybe rugs but I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the year it's the yardage is split. I would expect Edwards to have not even this year, just in general. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it's a general split of yardage and more targets will go to Edwards though. Yeah, he's definitely gonna to work a part of the field that's gonna be um more targets and easier targets. Um, yeah. Really like Edwards. Uh, I'm looking for him in, in, in all of my drafts in that rookie spot of you know 16 to 21. You see him going in there. Um, that's with how many. This is such a deep class of wide receivers. I'm, I'm really looking forward to Edwards in the mid to late second round. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely value there over Rugs, and Rugs is huge. It's huge upside still though. Would you take Edwards over Rugs in in your rookie draft? That's pretty close for me. Uh, well, if where I was taking Edwards, if Ruggs was still there, I'd think about right. it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think in your home league, that's probably not going to be the case. You kind of just, as more analytics, uh, analytically minded fantasy guys that we are, we can only hope in our home leagues that you got that first round capital for Ruggs and he'll be long gone at pick yeah. 11 or 12. Um, and that, that's what will help guys like Chenault and Edwards fall to you. So. But if they were both on the board, that would be pretty tough for me. Uh, in past episodes, we've talked about our wide receiver inputs, right? Capital, landing spot, productivity, injury, film, et cetera. This class is really special, I think. Um, lots of capital, like we talked about. And I think we emphasize, and, and let me know if you don't, you, you don't agree, but we emphasized draft capital, analytics, competition um, at the top of our you know, wide receiver inputs and athleticism, injury history, landing spot towards the bottom. Yes. So I th think from that perspective, this was a really special class. I mean, all of the top receivers played against great competition, um, good landing spots, uh, lots of capital here. I really think a it was just a great. Yeah. And then other than Chenault, I mean, we're not talking about a lot of I'm, – I'm flipping through here real quick, but I don't really see a lot of guys that spent time injured no. um, other than Chenault. I don't count Edwards. He didn't have an injury during his college career. You know, freak injury when he's working out for the combine. That's that's fine. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of a really special class as far as that goes. Yeah, I agree. I know we're both um, subscribers um, of the Breakout Finder app. And this class, I mean, not quite as good as 2014, but unbelievable breakout scores for for these guys, which is just really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Talk of... to me about your landing spot rankings. Give me your um, – of your top five receivers, wide receivers – give me your rankings as far as landing spot goes yeah yeah and uh like you said before you know this is definitely a lot less important than running back we care about landing spot a lot less uh i think in previous episodes we talked about juju we talked about aj brown terry mclaurin when these guys came out it was kind of like oh these aren't great landing spots these are incredible talents what did we do? They kind of fell down the draft boards, but I think for a landing spot for me, uh, there's not really any tiers. It's kind of all together because it's a lower, lower input for me. <clears throat> but I think Rager's number Great. one. Rager with the if you're just gonna look at the offense, a young quarterback, tons of opportunity, and no competition. I have to have Rager at number one. C.D. Lamb's at number two. Great offense, young quarterback. You know, if I'm going to look at this and I'm going to say, what do I look for in a landing spot for a wide receiver? It's going to be a high volume offense and a good young quarterback. Mm-hmm. So Lamb would be number two. Uh, Jefferson falls at number three just because of the volume opportunity for me. Uh, Judy at number four. I don't know how I feel about Locke. The offense is not high volume. And. But I still have him over Higgins. I have Higgins at five. What about you? Yeah, so really close. Um, I agree with you, Rager at one. I mean, in two, uh, next year at this time, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, if he's on that team come to fall, I don't know. That's a coin flip. But Deshaun Jackson plays two games a year. Neither of us are J.J. Arcega Whiteside fans. So in 2021, <laughs> what tight is ends? that Ross? Yeah, Goddard I mean, that and Rager? But even if it's Goddard, Ertz, and Rager, I mean, that's talent configuration that feeds Rager like crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I love Rager in that spot. Uh, just, you know, super explosive. I think Wentz can get him the ball deep. And I think Wentz can get him all, ball all, all over the field. I think it's a great match. I agree with you on number two also, CeeDee Lamb. I mean, I think I was just so mad about Las Vegas not taking CeeDee Lamb. But – then I thought to myself, oh, my God, Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, is he, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. And then I thought about it, and I was like, no, it's Dak. This, you know, a great he's, – he's going to be tethered to a great quarterback. And this is going to be the best offense in the NFC. Um, this, I mean, it's going to be – it's going to be the Cowboys, and it's going to be the Chiefs. And, and two years from now, three years from now, those are going to – should be the best offenses in the NFL. So – I certainly love that spot for Lamb. I know this has been tossed around. This is, uh, you know, this is tossed around a lot. But uh, Amari Cooper's contract, and I'm not saying this is a thing, but after 2021, I mean, he's cuttable. So I'm not saying that's something that is going to happen or that he deserves that to happen. He's a great player, but if you're looking at a $5 million deal and you're looking at Zeke and this offensive line and they build up the defense, if C.D. Lamb beats expectations in 2021 i mean that leaves it on the board for him to be the number one instead of one b yeah and gallup's a stud too i mean he is gallup had an amazing year his second year so if if lamb if lamb does what we think he's going to do and gallup has already broken out probably like the most quiet breakout in fantasy history i mean do you why pay mark cooper 20 million dollars a year no um at three, I've got Justin Jefferson also. You know, as much as we love our man Thielen, he's getting older. And that offense, can we know it can, su- can support two wide receivers. And after Thielen and Jefferson, we're talking about nothing. I mean, I guess you can say the same thing. Kyle Rudolph's not really a pass catcher too much, but Irv Smith, Irv Smith yeah. we, we like a lot. Um, oh, the BC Johnson, baby. I do like Olabisi Johnson, <laughs> but, you know, I think Jefferson – 
Yeah. I think he's the number one come 2021. And, and, you know, I think that's a great spot for him with cousins who just re up for three more years. Who's uh good, not great. Yeah. I mean, but he can get him the ball and I think Jefferson's a technician. So that's the kind of receiver, you know, I'm not saying Jefferson is, is digs, but they, they're both technicians. And I think that works for, for cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I've got Higgins at four from a landing spot perspective and Judy at five, but I get it either way. Higgins, we don't really know what Joe Burrow is going to be. We don't really know what the Bengals offense is going to be, but, and I know landing spot is like the bottom of our inputs. I am a little concerned about having how much that Denver has invested in the offense. They've already got a wide receiver one, not, saying Judy is certainly could be better than Cortland Sutton, but I'm not sure if, and I think Noah Fant could be special too. So I'm just not sure from a fantasy perspective for a real football move. I love it. But, and then KJ Hamler in the second round, they take another tight athletic tight end. I just don't know what the target distribution is going to look like. Right. And I really think T Higgins is, could be option one, a one B with Tyler Boyd come 2021 with potentially an ascending quarterback in Joe Burrow. And I guess the difference for me was the organization. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I mean, it's like investing in a Redskin or one of those t- organizations that I, I don't trust. Like, I don't trust the ownership in Cincinnati. I wouldn't be surprised if they ruined Burrow. And he's the out only, of there. The thing we can hope for is Marvin Lewis is gone. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like I said – that with T Higgins, it's just it's a question mark at quarterback. It's a question mark at the offense. It's a question mark with the the head coach. Let alone just baking in the bust factor of a second round wide receiver. A lot of things that could go right or wrong there for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that that's why I went with. Uh, it was lit. I mean, I think we both agree it was pretty close landing spots, but Higgins was lower for me just because of the organization. Yep, I agree. All right. Now- Now give me your overall top five wide receiver rookies here. Um, and if you've got tiers, let's go through those too. And I, I don't, I, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have much to argue about with lamb at number one. Can't argue. You know, I, I've been, I've had a lamb crush for far too long. Yeah. And he, he's in, he's in a tier of his own. He'd be the only one, you know, I might reach for, uh, and then, Two, three, and four in the same team. Would you sorry, would you would you would you consider him over a top five running back? No. I don't think I would either. I would but he he would be the wide receiver though, if if you if maybe Akers or Swift or Dobbins didn't quite get I guess all five of them. If if one of the five didn't quite get the capital, maybe if one was third round to a lesser spot, he would be the guy that, that they could propel himself above the, the top running backs. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I guess, and if you were in some weird fantasy spot where you had, you were rebuilding and somehow had young running backs or something, I don't know, then maybe I would consider it. But I would trade away my 2021 first and 2022 first for, or consider at least for Lamb. Oh, I certainly would, yeah. But then my number two is Rager. Okay. Rager and then Judy and Jefferson, and I have them three in a tier. Okay. And then Higgins at five. Because, yeah. like we talked about, I mean, I like, I love Judy. I lo- love his talent. But, man, I really love Rager's talent, and I love the landing spot, young quarterback. And I, I know Drew Locke's a young quarterback. And not that uh, Wentz has – you know, Wentz had a great season and then some injury history, but I I would take Wentz over Locke pretty easily. And I would also take Wentz in that offense over Kirk Cousins in that offense. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I want to argue with you, um, but I don't. I have the same order and the same tiers. I think Gregor, Jeff, Judy, or Jefferson is really close. I wouldn't fault anyone for taking one or the other or the other in any 
position. Um, but in Higgins is definitely, definitely at five for me. And, and CD lamb is definitely at one in different tiers. So yeah, that and makes guess, sense to me. I guess the reason I have Rager at number two and in, in the same tier is I could see more immediate production and value his rookie year. Mm-hmm. So you you know yeah I mean if he if he doesn't get on the field in his rookie year I'm gonna push the panic button yeah yeah I mean we're expecting that he could be their wide receiver or their top wide receiver year one so if he yeah. if he doesn't I mean he should have for me he has the highest kind of AJ Brown type bump possibility from his yeah. rookie year. Uh, with Cortland Sutton and Adam Thielen with Judy and Jefferson. I don't, you know, who knows, but I don't see that. I don't think they're as talented as, you know, someone like AJ Brown. Well, very different players. So it's tough to compare, but I think Rager has the, he may have a little bit lower floor long-term than, you know, like you said, if he busts, then he's going to bust. But I think he has the, Greatest chance of a rookie, in rookie year, but rookie year increase year one. But man, it's gonna be tough without training camp, right? It's gonna be super tough. And this is again just to recap why we love running backs in the rookie drafts. A running backs accrue value in their rookie season almost always. Yeah, I mean, guys, guys. Certain guys who barely play or get injured their rookie season still accrue value at, at the running back position. Whereas wide receivers, I mean, A.J. Brown, yep, that's a great case of a guy who was going at pick 10 of a rookie draft and now he's wide receiver 10 in dynasty rankings. That that But that is so rare, it's unbelievable. But we had um, Debo. For sure, yeah, had, absolutely. You know, it, there, there's some of that. Yeah, um, but I agree with you that Rager definitely has that chance um, to have kind of a euphoric rise. And Judy, I think, has has a much higher floor than him. He's yeah. a much better wide receiver prospect than he is. As, as, as far as an overall wide receiver prospect, I think Judy's pretty bust-proof. And I think I've been on record saying if C.D. Lamb busts, I quit fantasy. I will, I'm done with fantasy football. I quit. You have to find a new co-host. Yeah. I'll never play again if C.D. Lamb busts. Um, okay. But so good for you. <laughs> um, no, I agree completely though. I mean, Rager could explode in that offense. Just ex- he, he is so explosive. Um, and I think he's dynamic with the ball in his hands and he could explode. It's not going to take many targets. Nope. And there's going to be a lot of targets to go around. Yeah. All right. Especially playing against Dallas. who's going to put up 40 points a game. <laughs> All right, dynasty wide receiver rankings. So where give me give me an idea. It doesn't have to be exact. I mean, we're you know, as the offseason progresses, we're gonna work through kind of our rankings and walk people through where we think the tiers and the rankings are. And I know for me going through this exercise, the wide receivers uh, I have huge tiers of wide receivers. It's very deep. Very deep. And unlike the running backs where you can say, Okay, I feel pretty solid about the top fourteen or fifteen running backs, and that includes five rookies within them which is kind of scary to use the word solid and rookie in the same sentence um when it comes to wide receivers man i mean i've got i've got tiers that are almost 10 deep so you know i'm not 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 nailing you down here to tell me exactly exactly where you have these rookies but give give me an idea where you have these rookies in your ranks let's start with cd lamb our wide receiver one in the rookie class yeah and when i say when we were talking about the tiers, Lamb, it definitely was a – you could tell he was a tier above the other rookie wide receivers, almost 10 spots whenever I was looking at it. And I have him right inside the top 20 wide receivers, like 15, 16, 17. Yeah. You know, obviously in your rookie drafts it's different, but come startup draft, Deciding between him, Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, Corlin Sutton, that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough grouping for me, and that's you know fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So that's about where I have him, uh, which is like I said, almost ten ten spots above Rager. 
Okay. Yeah. What, about, what about you? Do you have him higher, lower? You have him top yeah, 10 I, already? Nah, your your nah, love yeah, has he, him top 10? He he will be a top 10 dynasty receiver going into 2021. I can guarantee that. Well, why don't you just get him now? Because <clears throat> I don't have to. It's called value, <laughs> baby. No, no. honestly, though, I, I was trying to update. It's unbelievable. I have this group of Allen Robinson, C.D. Lamb, Cooper Cup, Cortland Sutton, right there at a 12 to 15 range and it's really hard for me it, on the board would be agonizing i think i think i would probably take lamb over all of them to be honest just because i don't see Allen robinson increasing in value after the season going into age 20 age 27 same with cooper cup i think he's he, he's pretty safe play but I, I don't see him increasing in value i don't see Cortland sutton increasing value so i, I think cd lamb might be my favorite of the early teens which sounds insane to say out loud but i mean i don't consider i don't consider dk metcalf in the same tier as him and then you start getting into i do not know no definitely not and i don't i mean i like metcalf i have him at i have him at 16 like right after that tier but i don't have him in that tier um and then you start getting into the beckhams and the sharks and etc but i i think i've got cd lamb at at the top of uh my teens right now so you have Cup over Metcalf? I do. Yep. Wow. We won't get well, maybe another episode we can get into that. But all Cup's done is produce, man. I'm not. I'm not worried about Cup. All he's done is produce. Well, not at the second half of the year. He was wide receiver four last year. When DK Metcalf hits wide receiver four, we'll talk on ten touchdowns. No, he wasn't. It depends on your scoring. I, I don't know what to say. And ten- I, I don't I don't see DK DK Metcalf's ceiling being wide receiver top four. What was this? Just touchdown? Just not not PPR? Just just straight touchdown? This is I don't know whatever sleep whatever sleeper app tells me. Your Cooper Cup hate. It's not hate. It's just surprise. It's kind of you know I. I would never put Cooper Cup over guys like DJ Moore and stuff, but I mean, it, it's going to be really hard for even guys like DJ Moore or Kenny Galladay. I mean, I certainly would take those, but it's going to be hard for them to even produce at the same rate Cooper Cup has started his career. I mean, While you're looking this up, while you're trying to wait, so I mean this this past year, the ten touchdown year, the ninety four catch, eleven hundred yard year. I, I don't know what he had this year. Yeah, it was ninety four catches, eleven hundred yards, and okay. then the year before he had forty catches for five hundred yards, and his rookie year he had sixty two catches for eight hundred seventy yards. So no, yeah. I don't I don't think it would be difficult for DK Metcalf to match and exceed that considering he already exceeded that his rookie year and is well, four, four years younger. Well, the 2018 was on eight games, so. Okay. Yeah, maybe, but I'm just, you just said that if he catches and exceeds that, but so far he's on pace to far exceed that. I mean, obviously 10 touchdowns isn't easy to do. in a year so i don't know if he'll ever get there but this is a rookie wide receiver and we'll get to that in another episode <laughs> uh, i don't know i mean i like metcalf but in 900 yards is very impressive for a rookie but i don't know 900 yards and what okay, he had like not, nine eight touchdowns seven seven touchdowns yeah with yeah. with so one of the point six with one of the best quarterbacks in the league he's only 22 but like I said, this is just a rookie podcast. So rookie wide receiver podcast will continue. Since we had Rager, Jefferson, and Judy in the same tier, I have them right around twenty six to early late late twenties, early thirties, I guess. Yeah, makes sense to me. It got tough, tough. right around like Rager, Jefferson, McLaurin who's an older prospect but did produce already, Robert Woods, Lockett, Boyd, you know, some of these prospects that 
are older but have already produced. You know, it depends on – sometimes it just depends on where you're at in your draft and how your team's set up. Yeah, and, and that's so much of what we talk about, right? I mean, team composition is huge when we talk about rankings and even your own personal rankings, you know, depending on how many teams you have, can can bring that into play. I agree, though. I mean, it's really hard to make a decision between, you know, I don't, Calvin Ridley and Jerry Judy. I mean, that's, those are really hard decisions. Or Jerry Judy and – or, I'm sorry, Jalen Rager, and, you know, eventually you become to the point where you're like Julio Jones. It's like, well, if I'm in a two-year win, win now mode, I want Julio. Yeah. But if I'm doing a startup, you know, do I want Julio or do I want Jalen Rager? In a startup. If you're in a startup and Julio can be your wide receiver three, you're thinking, well, yeah, yeah, for dang, sure. Dang, that's a big advantage that I would have there. So, yeah, and then I actually have Judy lower than Rager. So you had said Judy and Ridley, and Judy's way below where Ridley would be. Yeah, I've got this for me. big cluster of. Beckham, Shark, Ridley, Julio, Debo, Samuel. I mean, these guys, these guys are so close. So many of them. Yeah. It's yeah, a great it's... time to play fantasy and, and, and accumulate wide receivers. It is. Got to pick the right ones. Yes, you do. All right. Let's talk about an annual phenomenon called rookie fever right each year after the nfl draft before your rookie draft rookie pick become insanely inflated we yeah. always tell our listeners hold your picks till after the nfl draft at least and as you get closer to the rookie draft as you get closer to being on the board in the rookie draft <laughs> the value just keeps going up um so you know looking at looking at some rankings in ADP with all the rookie fever going on, do you have any examples of a guy or a combination of a rookie and a veteran who, when you look at the ADP and the rankings says, Oh wait, the rookie's going over, you know, X rookies going over Y veteran, but I've actually got them flipped, you know, in my rankings. So if I can go out there and trade, you know, the rookie, plus something to get the veteran, which is quote-unquote ranked lower, I would go out and make that deal. Do you have any of those guys out there? Yeah, there's quite a few players, and I really like the uh, second-year wide receivers like N'Keele Harry. N'Keele Harry's ranked below all the wide receivers we were talking about, plus a bunch of them. Pretty much all the top 10 rookie wide receivers, N'Keele Harry's below them. That's That hatred has gone too far. Do you agree? I agree. I mean, Harry's profile we loved last year. Him He's and 22. AJ Brown, yeah, and him and AJ Brown were our favorite. You know, from a profile perspective, yeah. and he's the you know. I mean, I know Edelman's there, but I mean, there's no tight ends anymore. There's no wide receivers there. Come on, Muhammad Sanu and Edelman. I mean, and Kill Harry is going to fire. Um, whether his ceiling is a wide receiver too, I'm not sure. But at any rate. Wait, he's going at like wide receiver forty. Come on, yeah, forty three on DLF ADP. That's crazy. And his uh, his he looked good in the games. He, I mean, he was injured for most of the year. Yeah, happens with rookies all the time. Yeah, and it it is a bit scary, but you got to trust the profile. You got to trust the profile there. Him going so far below, and I know you have someone you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I have Christian Kirk ranked higher than Justin Jefferson still. I'm still – I don't love Kirk's first two years in the NFL, but I'm still a believer in his profile. I'm definitely a believer in that offense for sure. Um, I think, you know, Hopkins went there, which actually I find for Kirk to be a good thing because if you were a Kirk supporter, he just, you know, he just went on super sale after Hopkins went there. So I, I have – I think I think the – DLF rankings have Kirk around 34 and Jefferson around 28. I've got Kirk higher, so I would love to draft Jefferson and then ask the Kirk owner, hey, I'll give you Jefferson. Give me, you know, a 2021 second or, or whatever. Pick up an extra piece, and I'll go after Kirk there. Yeah. Um, my other one is I've got Allen Robinson a lot higher than Jerry Judy, but DLF rankings have Allen Robinson at 21 and Jerry Judy at 19. 
And as I talked about earlier, I have Allen Robinson in that early teen ranking. So I am certainly, if I'm a Judy owner, um, because these rankings, the DLF rankings, a lot of the trade calculators are based on the rankings. So, I mean, if, if your league mates use these trade calculators and you offer, you know, Judy for Robinson plus, it's going to come out in the trade calculator in your favor. And, and I think you could do well there. Christian Kirk played 13 games last year and had over 700 yards. Yeah. And it's in a super high volume offense. Yeah. 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 And he had over a hundred targets and granted that made, well, I don't know if that'll change. It shouldn't change. They might be easier targets. If anything, his first well, two years were as productive as your boy Cooper cup. No. Yeah. I don't like the injuries for Kirk. That's for sure. Oh, so Cooper cup didn't have a major injury second year. He did, but then he came back and he was wide receiver four. Did we not go over his, that? He came back his, early. Wait, his third year. So yeah, when Christian Kirk scores ten touchdowns, his third year, and his wide I, receiver three. I you hope shouldn't be happens. surprised. You shouldn't be surprised. So go get I'm, Christian. I'm Kirk. Sitting here, I'm sitting here buying him. I brought him up. Well, I think you're still too low at third. Whatever you said, I have him as a. Top fifteen dynasty wide receiver. That's 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 not good, Cole. Come on. <laughs> he had his his points per game last year was twelve point eight. That's solid, but not quite cup level. But I brought him up, so I am going to take credit for Christian Kirk, and I am going to trade Justin Jefferson for him, and I'm also going to trade Jerry Judy for Allen Robinson, especially if I'm in a win now mode. Um, I love Allen Robinson. <laughs> Got anybody else? I, I like the general observation that the rookie wide receivers, with the exception of Lamb, to me, the other ones, there's a pretty good chance you could buy them next year. Yeah, absolutely. So get the other players, use them, and then buy the rookies the next year. At least one of these five wide receivers will have an end kill Harry rookie season. Yeah. And then instead of buying him at – I don't know, whatever, wide receiver 25, you're buying him at N. Kill Harry's wide receiver 40. Yeah, yeah. My guess would be Judy, but who knows. Man, I hope it's not Rager. Let's put it that way. Yeah, if it's Rager, that's tough. I mean, if it's Rager, it really may be N. Kill Harry with the first round capital and the. Yep. All right, let's talk about some startup ADP thoughts. Hmm. So. This is Dynasty startup season. We just participated in one. Uh, well, it started last week and took a really long time, I felt like. But it was really fun. And maybe we should do a mini episode talking about our startup draft. That yeah, we just we'll participated the startup in. draft, yeah. Um, but I thought it might be helpful with a lot of people doing Dynasty startups right now. Just to kind of take a quick look at these five wide receivers. Let's look at their current ADP. We're talking about May Superflex ADP on DLF. Um, every league should be super flex at this point. If you're not quit that league and join a different one. Absolutely. And let's see where the top five rookie wide receivers are falling in ADP and just have a general conversation. If we feel comfortable taking them there, um, or, or we would pass on that valuation. So let's look at CD lamb. Um, let's see if I've got the same numbers here and if they haven't changed. Yep. He's at overall pick 47. So what are your thoughts on Lamb at pick 47? It looks like Sutton's going before him. Man, Robinson's going right after him. That's right in my tier. Um, what do you what do you think about where C.D. Lamb's going right now? Would you be taking him in a startup at 47? Would you be passing? So what's that, 312? Yeah, that's – that's yeah, three uh, – no. Yeah. Oh. No, not 312. The 12th pick in the third round would be 36. So this is, what, like middle of the fourth? Okay. I just divided by four. Math yeah. is not. I use my phone for you, and I usually use my phone for the calculator. I was trying to divide, or divide by 12, and I was thinking, we like, have, it's right around four. We haven't gone to work in a really long yeah. time. <laughs> he looks like he's getting about a mid to late fourth round. No, mid? yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, we're both really slow because 
the end of the fourth round would be pick 48. So he's going at the end of the fourth round. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, that's what I meant. So, what, what do you think about like, the end of the fourth so round four, valuation? 411. Yep. Uh, 411. Man, that's steep. Depends on – I again, it depends on how the rest of your team looks. He would be the only wide receiver I would pay up for and – uh, yeah, I could. I would. I would take him here. I think I prefer. I would think I would prefer Allen Robinson. Just over, just based on this upcoming year, I definitely wouldn't take Cooper Cup over him. Right Noted. Here. Noted. Noted. Uh, uh, Cortland Sutton. I in Cortland Sutton would be another tough one. So th- I yeah. think that that's a actually a fair value. It'd be a tough decision for me. Uh, but I tell you what, if I was picking there and he was going to be my wide receiver, but I was going to say if he was going to be my wide receiver too, I wouldn't feel great about it, but wide receiver so deep and with yep. the opportunity to hit on one as a possible top 10, not possible. I already guaranteed it you guaranteed the top 10. Well, yeah. if he's guaranteed top 10, then I'm taking him there. Yeah. 2021 yeah. top 10. Yeah. I'll take him there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at this ADP. I see Kenny Galladay at 38. I, I'm a Kenny Galladay lover. I've got Kenny Galladay higher than CeeDee Lamb right now. Um, I think that 47 makes total sense. He's right there with Sutton, Robinson, um, right after Keenan Allen, who I have significantly lower. Like you said, Cooper Cup, Kenyon Drake, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, DJ Shark. To me, he's he is at the top of that tier. So I think 47 makes sense. Um, especially if you already, if you've already got your wide receiver one in place, um, but we did, I think I had Godwin and Juju and he ended up being my wide receiver three. So I felt, I mean, it, hopefully he hits, but I, I'm feeling pretty bullish at Lamb at 47. You I feel, feel like better about him at your wide receiver three than your wide receiver two. I'd be scared to draft my wide receiver one at 47 and take Lamb. Yeah. At oh, least yeah. if, if my, t- if I was trying to compete in 2020. Yeah. For sure. What about Jerry Judy? Right now he is 54. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm selling that. DJ Shark right behind him. I I, I have DJ Shark higher. Todd Gurley going at 56 still kind of shocked me. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm selling, I'm selling Jerry Judy at 54. I'll let someone take him. And actually in our draft, and we can do a separate draft episode to talk about that. That would be pretty fun. But I took CeeDee Lamb, and the guy right after me took Jerry Judy, which was kind of weird. Yeah. But – um yeah no i agree i'm selling jerry judy 54 how about rager at 66 no in a startup it, it's it's too high you you yeah. buy him year two like yep. we said except for lamb who has that upside you wait and you buy him year two and look if you miss on like if rager explodes like aj brown you missed that sucks but you, you, that'll happen Jefferson. No one. Yeah. I, I would have never guessed that AJ Brown. I mean, we both loved AJ Brown. We would have never guessed that he'd be dynasty wide receiver eight. Yeah. After year one in Tennessee. I mean, that's just not something we would ever have guessed. And next year he could go for 803 or like, yeah, a, absolutely. or even better would be like 1203 and he's a wide receiver. 22 or 23 because of the touchdown difference and you can buy him again for cheaper yeah no no yeah. i'm not i'm not chasing regger i'm not chasing jefferson and startups yeah they're jefferson's right there at 65 as well yeah i mean okay so Le'Veon bell's going at 64 are you going Le'Veon bell or are you going jalen regger and i know roster construction is going to matter here but there are just some weird picks in this yeah like some... devin devin singletary at 73 man i'm just gonna go regger there but I, I think that you know. And then Vaughn's right before him. I, I, you know, running back has such a higher value right now in startups. Yep. They go, and then all of a sudden you're, you're screwed. Yep. The three down backs are gone, and wide receivers so deep, you can just scroll down the list and into the hundreds, and grab another receiver. What about T. Higgins? He's going at startup ADP one hundred again. No. Yeah, I mean, Marquise Brown at 105, Christian Kirk at 108, and Kiel at 109. Brian Edwards at 134. Yeah, I'll I'll wait another, you know, three rounds and just take Brian Edwards. Yep. Well, Pick up some more value in between then. Yeah, what we didn't talk about was Henry Ruggs at 88, 
Denzel Mims at 95 and Pittman at 99. Um, <sighs> not in our top five. I'm sure we will break down. Um, I know we will break down the wide receivers even further. So we don't need to talk about those three right now. Not that we don't like them or something, but just not, I don't like not them. included. In our- <laughs> I don't, I don't like them. I'm not chasing outliers with rugs. So I guess yeah. I don't like them at value. And we talked about before in the rookie class that didn't change any. I mean, Mims and Pittman both had good landing spots, but if you're not a if you don't come out your junior year, did Pittman have a good landing spot? I'm just not sure about that. They don't have a quarterback on the team. They clearly want to run the ball. That, I don't really like Pittman guess, that much. Okay, good. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he definitely had good draft capital. But Way better than I thought. Colts. I I mean, I don't know where. What's worse, landing spot? Denver, he would have been wide receiver five on Denver. I don't know. He could have been, he could have been KJ Hamler. I, I guess I maybe they move. They both might be target heavy target volumes in their landing spots, but I mean Pittman. Pittman is a senior wide receiver with a low breakout age. That is just someone is going to take him one hundred percent of the time before I take him. Yeah, same way with Mims for me. I mean, I yeah, and I I don't like senior wide receivers. I mean, and Ruggs, and Ruggs doesn't have a breakout age at all, which no. is frightening. No. All right. So. Let's go through a quick episode. Or, uh, let's go through a quick scenarios here. We we like I'll to fix check that. out. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I'll fix this too. Um. Yeah. The the people love this. <laughs> We're human. Oh. Um. So let's get an idea of what are these guys going for right now. We'll quickly just run through some trades that are going down from the DLF trade finder. And let's just see. Yeah, I tried to pick like normal ones, yeah. 12 teams, not like, you know, start 97, start You're not 47 tight ends. 97, <laughs> 97 player leagues? Yep. Why are you even start- playing fantasy football? <laughs> All right, let's talk C.D. Lamb. So this trade, we got C.D. Lamb, Brashad Perriman, and a year 2021 fourth-round pick for Miles Sanders. Surely you jest. It's Miles Sanders yeah. easy for me. That's a, that's a landslide. I, I want to be in that league. <laughs> All right, and this one will be easier for on the other end, I think. C.D. Lamb or Devin Singletary? Straight up. Hmm. You're thinking about this? Wait. Uh, the one on- – Oh, crap. I didn't see below Devin Singletary. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Devin Singletary and Tyler Boyd for CeeDee Lamb. That does make it a lot closer. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what made it tough for me. Like I, I'm I, still going CeeDee Lamb. but I really like well, Boyd. It depends on your team setup. Singletary could be a – he's on the RB2-3 level. Boyd on the 2-3 level. If you had CeeDee Lamb, you'd be happy with – 750 yards and four touchdowns. You wouldn't think that would be a disappointment his rookie year, right? In that offense. No, I, yeah, I kind of, I'm hoping for like a Cortland Sutton rookie year, like 750 and six or something, something like that. Yeah. But that doesn't help you. Like that, maybe a flex spot here or there, but that doesn't really help you throughout the year. So I think I I would. But in 2021, he's the wide receiver uh, one overall. Uh, Yeah, the wide receiver one overall. Uh, and Singletary or Boyd don't have that upside. So I'll go C.D. Lamb too. But, yeah, it wasn't just C.D. Lamb for Singletary for the listeners out there. It was yeah, Singletary sorry. and Boyd, which is – I think hard. it's a fair trade. Yeah, well, especially in this league's a little strange. It's start 15. I mean, that's that's it's quite – It's a deep league. That's why – Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, but I think right. C.D. Lamb, you go for the upside there. This next one is my favorite. J.K. Dobbins and C.D. Lamb for Christian McCaffrey. Holy cow. Oh, Dobbins and Lamb for me. I, you know what? I am going against a lot of the things that I usually say in building and bust risk, but I'm going to just, again, get wild and say there's no bust risk in C.D. Lamb. None. So I'm going to go J.K. JK Dobbins and C.D. Lamb over Christian McCaffrey. That sounds nuts. but and, and Christian McCaffrey might just be that guy that can handle – 350 yeah. touches or whatever every single touches year. A year. Yeah. Never get hurt. Never. I mean, he just might be that guy, but. You know, I would I'm want hoping, more though. 
yeah, for, for, for certainly. But, um, I'm hoping I'm, I'm coming off a back-to-back championship in that league with Christian McCaffrey and now I'm selling high, but yeah, Dobbins and Lamb could really set you up for the future. Yeah. All right. Jerry Judy. Here's one for you. Jerry Judy on one end or Devin Singletary and Terry McLaurin on the other end. I am taking the Singletary and McLaurin side just based on player value, and then I'm selling them both because I don't really like them. Sell all three is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Well, not sell all three. I just yeah. No, I got you. Maybe, maybe I can if Judy falls in my rookie draft, and then I can trade him for Singletary and McLaurin, and then I can trade them for something else. It's like that episode of The Office where Dwight was trading like yeah, I forget what he started with, a and he pin was tra- for <laughs> yeah. And he traded all the way up to Telescope and traded it for the Magic Beans. Yep, yeah. Jim's Magic Beans. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, I, you know, and I don't hate McLaurin. I just no, I certainly don't. He's either. good. He's I a solid really asset like on a fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely an ideal flex play. So right. Singletary. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Judy on one end, or Cam Akers in the two eleven on the other end. Well, uh, I think I said previously in this episode, I have all the running backs over the wide receivers, so I'm thinking Akers. Agree. Agree completely. All right, this one's fun. Jerry Judy in the 304 on one end or Calvin Ridley on the other end? Yeah, that one was a fun one. Judy in the 304 or Calvin Ridley? I I don't really like Ridley, but I have to go Ridley here. Yeah, I really wish that would say 204, and maybe I would think a little yeah. differently. But I agree with you. Um, I didn't love Calvin Ridley's profile, but he, he has he's played well so far. He's been so productive, far. yeah. And that's a great offense to be the number it's two. It's a high-volume offense. All right, let's move to Jalen Rager. we got Jalen Rager on one end, David Montgomery on the other end. <laughs> uh it, I, in my notes, I have I would be willing to trade Montgomery for Rager and Rager for Montgomery. Uh, so I guess this is a fair trade depending on what I needed. Yeah. Uh, but I guess just based on player player profile, everything, I'm taking Rager. Yeah, I mean, you go Rager for the ceiling and Montgomery for the floor, right? I It's, it's position scarcity for Montgomery. He's nothing special. Yep. But he's going to get volume. He's going to get you your uh, 10 points a game or whatever. His uh, 60 yards rushing and 10 Ugh. yards receiving and a touchdown here or there. It's going to be it's so rough. <laughs> it is rough. But I tell you what, like for uh, in your RB in a 12 or even 14 team league, that RB2 slash three, it's not, it's tough. It's tough. It is, man. I just—it really feels like they went from Jordan Howard to Jordan Howard 2.0 just with draft capital. Yeah. All right, here we go. Jalen Rigger on one end, or Terry McLaurin in a 2021 second. I'm taking Rager. Yeah, this was pretty close, I think, but I I also yeah. agree. I've got Rager a little bit higher than McLaurin, and 2021 second is nice, but a little far enough away to make me want to want to see what's going on with Rager's ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, and. Man, McLaurin is going to get so much volume in that offense. But we don't – I mean, hopefully Haskins is good, but we don't really know. We have no idea. We know he's not good at the victory formation. He would rather be taking selfies yeah, with fans. So, yeah. But you don't get fantasy points for victory formation. I no, think maybe, you actually might get negative fantasy <laughs> points for victory formation. So Hopefully Riverboat Ron can uh, kind of snap him into shape. Be yeah, like, you I know agree. what, dude, little, little discipline – Let's pay attention to what's going on in this game. I'm going to skip this last one of Rager versus Melvin Gordon and Hamler. Um, I mean, unless you want you, do you have any thoughts on that one? Uh, I have a note that says it's a fair trade if you're chasing upside. Yeah. But I would take the Gordon side cause I like Hamler too. Yeah, me too. All right. Justin Jefferson. What about Justin Jefferson in a round two, 2021 round two or Aaron Jones? I'm taking Aaron Jones uh, just for the value. If you look at, you know, startup, everything. But I would not want to do this trade. Like, I. No, it just feels like the bottom 
we just man is aaron jones like the greatest fantasy asset that nobody respects because you just and i personally believe that the packers are now a bottom five organization in the nfl based on all the moves they made over the last few years now i'm not talking about the 2020 draft specifically i'm talking about the last seven years of decisions um but aaron jones man like does he just continue to produce or does the bottom completely fall out i have no idea what's going to happen with aaron jones but i agree with you i'm going aaron jones but this is the last i mean his contract's up after this year yeah they're gonna ride and they they want to just run i guess i don't know and who knows where he goes after that and we've seen so many running backs that we think are talented just sit out in the open market and so he'd either have to go somewhere and take less than he's probably worth or try to re-sign in Green Bay. I don't know. But you have to take Aaron Jones on in this. He's he's his startup is forty one, top four. Yeah. You know. A lot of upside yeah. there. Yeah. I certainly don't want him at forty one, but I also agree that he'll be that guy that you pass up in the startup, he'll score fifteen touchdowns this year, fifteen touchdowns next year, and you'll be like, Well, I took, you know, Mark Andrews and said, Great. <laughs> uh i don't know i mean maybe that well i don't this year i don't know man yeah I, that's with him regressing from 19 justin True. jefferson and around 2021 second or terry mclaurin why is there so much terry mclaurin in these i don't know that's a good question just being traded away uh i think so i think a lot of people felt yeah. pretty good about chasing the grabbing him in the late second last year and now he's you know yeah, it's just uh, trading in. Uh, he has more value than N. Kill Harry. It's probably these people yeah. who are trading him for N. Kill Harry. And <laughs> you're playing with house money with McLaurin. Yeah, uh, I like it, but I think I'm taking the Jefferson side. Yeah, I think the the second rounder makes the, a difference for sure. There, you get you get the second rounder, and you get another high volume or not high volume, a projected high volume higher volume player. We expect Jefferson to be wide receiver two. McLaurin may be wide receiver one, but do you really want the wide receiver one in the Redskins offense? Uh, I don't know. And this second. Yeah, I agree. All right, last one of our big five, T. Higgins. On one end, we've got Kenny Galladay. On the other end, we've got T. Higgins in a 2021 second. Yeah, I've got Galladay wide receiver It could have been T. Higgins and five firsts. Five firsts. (laughs) What if they're in order? I've always wanted to pick like five picks in a row. No, I meant uh, a first for each year. 2021, oh, okay. 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, 2026. Maybe not that many, but yeah. No, I'm a big Galladay guy. I think I've got him at wide receiver 10 right now in overall Dynasty wide receiver rankings. So I'm certainly not moving up from you know wide receiver 40 to 10 for a second. Especially in the 2021 second debut. All right. And then last one, T. Higgins at a 402 for Darius Geis. Oh, my gosh. Damien Williams, 307 and 311. I hate trades like this. Yeah. All right. All I'm right. taking the Geis and Williams side, though. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I mean. You have to you have to chase the upside of Geis. Yeah, and, I mean, at least you get four shots there at it in a deep class. You two two extra draft picks. I wasn't sure. I assumed that since T. Higgins was in this, he was already drafted, unless this was like a Debbie thing. So those were 2021 picks. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm still going guy's side. I yeah, like Higgins, matter. but um, yeah, running back's just too important. And just even if there's a 15 or 20% chance that Darius Geis becomes a running back too for the next three or four years that is enough for me to get off Higgins for sure. And Damian Williams, like we love the chiefs offense. And if he gets 20, 30% of that, right. Mm -hmm. He'll be, he'll be an RB two with 20, 30% of that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, like you said, I mean, you're an RB two, if you stay healthy the whole season. So we don't expect CEH to just come in and immediately be three down back from day one. So, Damian Williams, like... Kareem Hunt style. Do you remember Kareem Hunt's first game? Holy against the crap. Patriots, yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. Do you remember that 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 route he ran down the middle of the field? That, yeah. Alex Smith hit him. That's what's kind of scary about this whole thing, is that, I mean, we obviously like Clyde Edwards-Alaire as a prospect more than Kareem Hunt. And then on top of that, 
not and this is you know silly talk but like that was a cream hunted that in the alex smith offense not a patrick Mahomes offense that's kind of frightening when you think about it yeah i don't i mean they're very different players for sure uh uh, cled edwards alaire at what five seven five eight running down the seam and i i don't know i think damian williams He's going to get a lot of work if he stay. He should stay healthy. He's not going to get many carries, but you never know. Yep. Totally agree. All right, folks. So that was our top five post draft rookie wide receivers um, heading into your rookie drafts. Wanted to, wanted to give you some information there. In our next episode, we'll probably, we want to break down some tight ends and quarterbacks. I don't know. I'm kind of excited about our uh, startup. Yeah. Maybe you know, we, we break it do- up. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's break it up. We'll talk about a recent startup draft that we were in. Um, we'll talk about that the next one. We'll, we'll break down our picks and some other picks and see how we like our teams. And um, as always, we, we appreciate everyone listening. Uh, stay safe out there. Stay healthy. And, and thank you. Thanks, everyone.